Welcome to Sam Maggie Hate Glee, and today, oh today, yes. what a today special we have day. A, we have a very special episode because we have a guest for the first time on our podcast. Uh, I'm Maggie Carr, and that's Sam over there. He's my brother. Yep. And today, our guest is uh, someone you might know from a podcast that we do in a... It's a temporally... It might be not... It might not be happening right now, but it has happened in the past. Could happen in the future. Who knows? From the Devil's Threesome, it's... Paul F. Tompkins! Yeah, yeah. that's right. We, we have Paul F. Tompkins the big here one. today. Hello! Yes. That's not Hello. even a very good Paul F. Tompkins impression. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, but I, mean, I can't do I, an impression I, of myself. That's the, <laughs> entirely against the point of doing an impression. No, my name is Andrew Coles. Hello. Yay. Hello. Hello. Welcome. I had to watch welcome an episode to... of Glee for this. Yeah. yeah, I know. I was going to say welcome to our living nightmare um, where we watch Glee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when Andrew was going through like the Hulu list, he's like, there's six seasons. I'm just like, yeah, <laughs> there is. <laughs> That's how I feel too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, Andrew took notes just like we do. Um, so yes. we're going to... We're going to dig into this episode. Um, but, but, the other... but before oh. we get there, I have Andrew, tell me. Uh, so do you, how do you feel about Glee? What are your feelings I, on Glee? Wait, this may come as a surprise to you, but I do in fact hate Glee. <laughs> Great. Mm. You're in good company. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a, it's a bad show made for toilet people. Mm-hmm. What's your history? <laughs> Ouch. A toilet person. What's, what's your history with it? Um, so my mom used to watch it on, you know, Tuesday nights or whatever, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I would sit there on my phone and watch Glee out of the corner of my eye and hate every second of it and (laughs) kind of make fun of it. And then my mom would be like, Hey, don't make, it's not that bad. And I'd be like, you're, you're wrong. (laughs) It is bad. (laughs) And then Maggie and Sam would always talk about how much they loved it. (laughs) Unironically in high school with, with their friends. Yeah, that is true. That is very true. Uh, we cannot deny that. Yeah, so I'm just sitting here kind of feeling a little vindicated. (laughs) Of course you are. Of course. Okay. So what episode did we watch this week? So this week we watched season two, episode 19, Rumors. And that's with a U. So Yeah, it's the British Rumors, so make sure you uh, spell it right. Yeah, not (laughs) R-O-O-M-O-R-S. Roombas. Um, so this episode originally aired on May 3rd, 2011, and it had 8.25, 8.85, I don't know, I can't read my own handwriting, 8.85 million viewers, um, which is up from last week, which only had 8.62. Um, Do you think more people came back because they're like, oh, thank God, this episode isn't 90 minutes long? Maybe. Also, I'm guessing that Glee advertised the fuck out of the fact that they were going to be singing Fleetwood Mac, and people sure. were like... That is safe music, and I can definitely enjoy it. Um, On the Wikipedia page, yeah. they do mention that uh, the original Fleetwood Mac album went back on like the top 200 Billboard chart. Because uh, of this right episode? After... Yeah, because of this episode. That's the kind of star power we're dealing with here. <laughs> yeah. Got that Ryan right. Murphy bump. The uh, Leah Michelle also bump. <laughs> what, what's, the, what's the one for heroin? Because that, that's what Finn brings to the table, right? 
Oh. 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 I think it's a shot. Um, so it was written by Ryan Murphy. Of course. Of course. Surprisingly competent episode for Ryan Murphy, I think. Ugh, that's disheartening. <laughs> well, and, and it was directed by uh, Tim Hunter, who I, I don't recognize his name. I don't think he's directed an episode in the past. So I don't think so either. I think he's one of the original members of Fleetwood Mac, though. Tim Hunter? Yeah. <laughs> he was there to make sure it just went smoothly. Um, yeah. That doesn't sound right, but I don't know enough about Fleetwood Mac to dispute it. I, neither do the characters in the show. So, so we start yeah, so, We start the episode yeah. with a recap. Uh, I didn't really pay t- too much attention to the recap, and I don't think really anyone else needs to. But, Andrew, what do you think is going on? Uh, I could not keep up with the recap. It was <laughs> it too fast. It does go pretty fast. Um, and I, there were characters in it who I've seen before. Here's what you missed on Glee. Everything. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Here's what you missed on Glee. All of it. So what happened, Glee. Sam? Yeah, so um, we get a reminder that Kurt is back. Um, we get, then get a gross description of just like the weird straight love triangle that's happening between yep, yep, about yep. four or five of the characters. Um, we get a that's reminder that... a triangle, that, Sam. Well, a, a polygon of sorts. Yeah. There's, but, um, there's Flynn... Uh, Finn yes. and Quinn. Uh, there's Rachel, Finn and Rachel. Yep. And then there's Sam's in there too. Yep. Uh, Mr. Trouty Mouth himself. Uh, of course. Does look like a trout. There's, well, a, there's an entire song named Trouty Mouth. No way. Santana wrote it for him. Oh, shit. <laughs> we'll listen to it. Poor. Like, how do you feel as the actor when your character's <laughs> having that song sung? Because you if, look like the character. And before this episode, that's his only personality trait Oof. is that he has a Trouty Mouth. Ouch. T- yeah. Poor and Trouty Mouthed. Well, he also he traits. also did give Quinn a promise ring at one point, so it oh, is implied yes. that he is religious. Okay. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's a good that's a good trio of traits. Trait trio. Yeah, and then um, the only other parts we got a reminder that Barty is happening and that Santitney yep. is not happening. Um, yep. And then Santitney is not. No, it's Britanna, idiot. <laughs> oh, okay. but and then also Sue's Legion is also happening. Oh, yes. The League or Legion of Doom, of course. Yes. Or evil, maybe. I don't know. It's yeah. it's confusing. Um, but yeah, so the then... Fir- the first yeah. scene of this episode is great. Uh, we're finally to Fondue for Two, which is Brittany's web show where she chronicles her experience with humans for the first time as an alien. Oh, that uh, does explain a lot. Yeah, in Sam and my metafiction, she is an alien. That explains so much. I know. Honestly. <laughs> well, I, here's it, what I was thinking. I was thinking she's not that dumb in the show. She's sarcastically like, oh, you think I'm this dumb, huh? Well, I'll show you how dumb I really am. Sure. You know. like That makes sense, too, because how <laughs> else would she be in high school? Yeah, exactly. Um, I just actually wanted to say that we did actually... Someone did uh, tweet at us over this past week... Um, let me just get the name here real quick. Yeah, pull that Twitter handle for, for us. Let's let's hear it. Is there another so guest it's... on this podcast named Sam's Cat? <laughs> yeah, named Angus the Cat. <laughs> yeah, there is, unfortunately. I'm not sure what to do about that, though. Um, He's sorry, so talkative. Angus. Well, it's because you're yes. talking. He wants to have a conversation. It's true. Um, so the Twitter handle here is at Incredible Ted, um, and the name is Lex's Last Breathe with a couple cool. emojis. Um, and it's 
uh, at us. Every episode that you guys talk about Britney's alienism just makes me believe it more and more. Um, <laughs> well, it's it's so accurate. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. And, so and I just wanted to w- shout that out. Yeah. Uh, this episode really hits home with Britney's alienness as well. Uh, yeah, I mean, in it's... fondue for two. So the premise of fondue for two is that Brittany invites people into her bedroom to eat fondue. Where do you eat your cheese? Yeah, not in bedrooms. Really? I don't want to get hot cheese on a bed. It seems like it would be a terrible mess. Hmm. All right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Sorry, I, mean, I don't. That's... I don't mean to yuck your yum. No, here. it's it's your life. <laughs> you live it how you want it. Uh, she has Mercedes and Tina on uh, to discuss some hot dish. Yeah, because they're the best gossips at what? What's that in your notes, Mister Kidney? Yeah, there was someone named Mister Kidney <laughs> that McKinley. amused me. It's McKinley. No, that definitely said Mister Kidney. <laughs> um, no, the, the the best part is they talk about hot dish, and it's because it's fondue. Do you get it? Um, but yeah, that's but, some yeah. Hot no, dish. that was a really good joke. <laughs> I re- I love the little intro song for Fondue for Two. Oh my uh, god! It's it's sung by Britney. I'm sure Artie made the music or something. Um, and we get like shots of Britney just sort of twirling around in her bedroom, and some shots of Lord Tubbington, uh, her cat, yes. who we meet for the first time. Ugh, so beautiful. <laughs> He's well, a great yeah, cat. so. But before we get to Lord Tubbington, Britney does tell Mercedes and Santana that San- or sorry. Mercedes and Tina that quote yeah. Santana plays for the other team and that yeah. she has proof or like she knows so, it for a fact. It's basically outing Santana uh, accidentally. Though. Accidentally, because this, we find out that that's not what Brit- Brittany meant at all, right? Because she's yeah. a, an alien who doesn't understand human <laughs> colloquialism. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Mercedes doesn't really say much of anything except She's, how much she hates the cheese. Yeah, that fuck that shit. She was like, "Oh, it smells like diapers or bullshit." Fuck you. <laughs> the air's delicious. Well, okay. Uh, and Tina talks about uh, penises, specifically, probably Mike Chang's penis, which is not chill. <laughs> well, to be fair, she is saying that the rumor isn't true. Um, yeah. So, so that's positive. I guess Canon Mike is well hung. That's nice. Yeah, um, but we do, so we do meet Lord Tubbington, because Britney's yes. cat, Lord Tubbington, who He's is huge, huge. <laughs> yeah, he, he eats He's... the fondue out of the pot. Um, what was the casting is... call for that cat? Like, <laughs> cat on the death, on the doorstep of death. What's that phrase? Yeah, no, death's I, door. You're, you're basically there. I was, yeah, 90% of the way. <laughs> it's, it's a huge cat. I don't know how... Because the, the Lord Tubbington is around for multiple seasons, but he stays this huge. Do you think the cat was wearing a fat suit a la uh, Fat Bastard from the Austin Powers franchise? <laughs> I wish. Uh, Lord, actually so yeah, Mike Lord Myers. Tubbington eats the cheese right out of the fondue pot, and that's when we get like a little um, like text at the bottom of the screen that says, Lord Tubbington only eats, in all caps, HUMAN food, which is weird. Now, is human yeah. food... Food for humans or food made from humans? Uh, See, if if her, if she's a cat, or if, I'm sorry, if she's an alien, yeah. maybe her cat is a human eating monster. Well, we've so Brittany has a fascination with cats. Uh, last episode or a couple episodes ago, something like that, she was able to answer every single question on like a Jeopardy style quiz about cat diseases. Mm. So she might be an ALF. She might be fattening up Lord Tuffington just to eat him. <laughs> That is a That's good a, theory. 
<laughs> yes. Um, the other thing I, I thought um, human food, the reason I think it's in all caps is because Brittany is trying to emphasize that uh, she is a normal human. And yeah. so <laughs> only he only eats, eats human, human food. food. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. the, other, the other thing I thought is maybe Lord Tubbington is the alien and Brittany <gasps> is some oh. kind of like servant to this alien. <laughs> Sure, Lord Tubbington's vassal. Yes, sure, but they're both aliens. Lord Tubbington just came with her and is the master of the situation. I got you. Sure. I mean, Um. he he does have some like strange qualities for a cat. Yeah. Well, and according to Brittany, I was going to say, according to Brittany, (laughs) he might also smoke. So um. yeah. Anyway. So that was that's fondue for two. It is great. Brittany wears a really awesome jumpsuit in this scene as well. And her yeah. hair looks amazing all episode. I, I thought I'd point those things out. The next scene is back in the McKinley hallway. Uh, it's Rachel and Sam. Rachel presents Sam with a like a package of chapstick. And we see the branding on the packaging. And then yeah. later... I, I bring that up because later in the scene, Sam calls it like lip chap. And whatever. It's <laughs> stupid. Uh, Gotta protect them, that, them lips. <laughs> Those big trouty lips. Yeah. Well, that that is exactly what Rachel says. It's mostly because she's trying to bribe Sam into going to prom with her. Yes. Um, which is really pathetic, even for Rachel. Um, uh, he turns well, her down, though. She, I don't know if it's bribery. It's just a nice gift to woo him. Well, but I don't know. It's just I feel like <laughs> Rachel is so desperate at this point to make sure she has a prom date. We haven't really gotten that like fiction in in the fiction yet but prom is coming up next episode so i think rachel's kind of hitting that point where she's just like i gotta find a living body to go to prom with me um yeah this one will have uh, to do well because she knows she's not going with finn because finn's going with quinn who is gonna be prom queen i mean along those lines she knows she's not going with quinn either because she's going with finn oh Um, man the sexual tension between those two especially this episode is intense i would i just want to say that like finn is just sort of a conduit for them to feel emotions about each other through really yeah really um but yeah so sam turns her down um we don't really get a good reason why he just is like i don't want to go to prom with you he says something about not being about rachel not being his type sure yeah whatever yeah and so let's move to the next scene. Honey Badger and Ziggy Stardust are getting coffee. I'm sure this makes perfect sense to yeah, our who new you, viewer. Yeah, who do you think um, these characters are, Andrew? Well, I know who Sue is. She's like the, you know, the big bad of the series. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. one who they um, all are teaming up to fight at the, in yeah. the finale. Yes, like Yeah, Voltron. she's going to gather the Infinity Stones. Yeah, the one who's, like, the one who they are versus. Mm-hmm. Um, then the other one, I had no clue. Really? Uh, I did notice that there was a cafe in this high school where you could exchange money for <laughs> goods and services, it's presumably. Not, it's not actually at McKinley. Oh. I, I can understand why you'd think that, because there's see. no sort of transition between the two, but that's the lima bean, oh. uh, which is, I think, the only coffee shop in this Ohio town. I see. I see. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So the, the, the woman that is with her um, is actually Will Schuster's ex-wife, Terry. Um, yeah. Yes. Oh, and she's. That's right. Yeah. I think I did know that. But the who she is doesn't really matter because she doesn't really do much. This yeah, episode. she doesn't really have a whole lot of go- going on. I think it's her plan that is eventually carried out, but yes, it's, it's only really implied that that's the case. 
Yeah. Right? Well, so to, to kind of set that up, um, Sue is, as we were saying, dressed as David Bowie for some reason. She's, yeah. Well, she says she's specifically, specifically like almost Ziggy Stardust, David yeah. Bowie, like very Definitely. glittery. Uh, but she doesn't have the big like orb on her forehead or anything. No. Uh, she also asks when they're ordering coffee, she gets just a cup of mocha powder, and her excuse to Terry is she's like, "Well, David Bowie is very eccentric." <laughs> well, uh, she's yeah. a method so, actor. Yeah. Yeah. So Sue has been inspired by WikiLeaks. Um, yes. Which is a strange thing Topical. to say. Topical. Twenty eighteen. Um, but so well, in order in to in twenty eleven did. Like, was WikiLeaks actually a a hot topic? Yeah, I, I dude, feel like yeah, WikiLeaks guys. happened in like two thousand nine. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a historian. Neither but... am I. Why am I even well, trying? So, so Sue Sue claims that it started the Iraq War. Um, yeah, which is I, I mean, there was something true. like Chelsea Manning uh, <laughs> secrets. Right. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. No, this is great. This is like a lecture at a yeah. college. Yeah. I love it. Well, you know, uh, Julian Assange. Assange. You Assange. Know, no one really knows how it's pronounced. No. Well, that's part of he leaked. He leaked that. How yeah. To pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. Um, that was stupid. There, uh, was some, there was talk about fake news. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and she was like, "I was trolling the internet." R- uh, posited Ryan Murphy, time traveler. <laughs> yeah. Cursed to only <laughs> reveal the future through. Inadequately written <laughs> soap opera. I love, I love that. Auto tuned music TV. Seems sort I mean, of true. Maybe, yeah. Because so Sue has been inspired by WikiLeaks, as I said, and she has restarted the McKinley Muckraker, which is the school newspaper. Yeah. Which Terry speaks up oh, because she yes. knows this line from was... Terry is pretty good. Yeah, she she says, "Didn't they discontinue that paper due to disinterest?" Um, <laughs> which is which, which really begs the question: Why was it started in the first place? Well, yeah. there, there, muck- must, there must have been interest at one point. Yeah, but a muckraker is not something that a high school <laughs> should seek to, you know. Start? Or, yeah. news, yeah. Yeah. Uh, halfway through the scene, Sue changes costumes to Ann Coulter. Yeah. Like, so she has, like, this long, beautiful blonde wig. And I really like how Ryan Murphy eschews the comedy rule of threes <laughs> and has her appear in zero more costumes <laughs> yes. throughout the episode. That, that is pretty frustrating. Uh, then there's a... Like an extra who screams, Ohio loves you, Ann Coulter, which mm-hmm. is probably the best joke of the episode. Yeah. And Ugh. we find out that Terry has an idea, a plan. Yes. She notices that Sue's main goal is to sort of destroy Glee Club from the inside. Terry's goal is to take Will away from Glee Club to destroy it. Yes. But that's um, all we know for now. Well, yeah. And then immediately we jump into uh, Will's office. It's nighttime question mark like who knows yeah anymore? it's definitely dark but will doesn't have any windows so it could be any time of day and april rhodes played by christian chenoweth is here who's april rhodes andrew she is an old lady mm-hmm. who is playing someone the same age as will schuster just a little question bit older. mark i don't know she looked about like Almost one and a half times his age. She was a senior when Will was a freshman. Yeah. Okay. She looks like that age difference, but like expanded. Sure. So like when you're an adult, someone who's, you know, four years older than you when you're in high school seems a lot older. So when you're like 40, uh, someone who was a senior in high school would seem like, you know, like a 55 year old, which is about the range I think we were looking at. Uh, she was okay. an old lady yeah. who who 
uh, bought an auditorium for the yeah for Will. Per- I assume personally, like, hey, have this auditorium, just like you know, uh, Field of Dreams style, just kind of built an auditorium, uh-huh. and then they built the high school <laughs> around it. Sure, um, and yeah. then produced a production of an all white The Wiz. Yeah, but which, it, did it go well? No, it it sure didn't. <laughs> For some reason, she doesn't know why. I, and this remember... and this fucking ingenue, this this magical production. Will is like, I want to get on board with this. This is my dream. I want to be yeah. tied to this horrible idea of a person. Yeah, because she's planning a new show. Uh, April Rhodes, this is like the third time she's been on the show so far. The first time, uh, she was basically a sex worker and propositioned Will. Uh, and Will almost f- fell into that trap. Uh, and the second time, and she like taught the Glee Club kids like how to steal stuff mm. and gave Kurt <laughs> a bunch of porn and liquor and stuff. It was, uh, it wasn't great. She also blew Puck in the locker room. She did. She definitely did that. Uh, And the second time she was here, that's when she was sort of reconciling her bad habits. She owned a roller rink Uh because her sugar daddy bought her a roller rink. And then her sugar daddy died. Uh. And she put all the money that she got from that to buying an auditorium. I see. For the New Directions. I see. For the New Directions. For the Nude Erections, yes. And this was so, yeah. a joke I thought of, like when I, back the first time. Oh, really? I heard it. Yeah. <laughs> Them nude erections. Oh, sorry. Uh, we should have credited you in the first episode then. So um, April's here yeah. because she wants to write a new show called Crossroads, which is her the, life story well, set to music, I guess. Yeah, it's Crossroads, the April Rhodes story. Um, she yeah. really hits that H super hard, which I didn't care much for um but yeah so well, it's it's for copyright because there is there's already a crossroads so it needs to be crossroads mm-hmm. you know but yeah so she she tells will she's gonna be using the auditorium that she purchased to rehearse for this show um, that's right and uh he's i mean he seems on board with it um yeah so the next I, scene he oh, doesn't yeah. like say he's gonna write music for her or anything but he does end up doing that there's a lot of yeah there's a, there's a lot of storylines in this episode that are just sort of implied that things are happening but we're not yeah which is fine i, I guess well, it's i don't cause, know it's because yeah. you gotta fit you know uh like I don't know how however many pages a regular TV script is. Mm-hmm. Let's say it's like fifty. Yeah, you got to fit that extra like twenty five pages of script because all the characters are talking nonstop constantly <laughs> throughout the entire show. <laughs> yeah, you got to fit that in, and to do that, you got to remove plot points. The only moments of silence and glee are when somebody is crying, um, usually in a car mm-hmm. when they're when it's raining outside, mm-hmm. uh, or <laughs> when Rachel Berry takes a breath. Ah. Uh. Yep, that's that sounds accurate. <laughs> yeah, so speaking of, let's talk about this next scene. We we cut to the hallway, one of our favorite places in McKinley. Uh, yes. Becky is handing out muckrakers. She is on the staff for the muckraker. We saw it in an earlier scene. Um, and I noted that in the background, we have the uh, melody of The Chain playing um, from Fleetwood Mac. Uh, yeah, which... Rumors album. Is a bummer because the chain is one of my favorite songs from the whole album, and they don't sing it. There is they there is like the full version of the chain later in the episode, yes. 
Yep. Um, like but they never as sing background it. music yeah. again. It's one of my favorite songs. So Andrew, you pointed out that maybe it's a good thing they didn't sing it because <laughs> who needs a cover of something that's already good? Exactly. Uh, the muckraker just causes a lot of muck. Yeah, in the Glee Club specifically, Rachel uses it as a tool to argue with Finn, being like, "Can't you tell that Quinn's be that Quinn doesn't love you?" And Finn's just like, "What are you talking about?" Uh, Rachel yeah. shows him the yeah. muckraker, which in the gossip section it mentions how uh, one he reads a part about Santana, uh, about like some prom queen, like something vaguely about prom queens being being a lesbian right what's the exact yeah, wording the, there um one of the i don't remember the exact wording is but it's something about how one prom queen uh potential is hiding in the closet or something like that um, yeah oh but which, she's claustrophobic yeah that's that <laughs> yeah it's not great um that's a good then, way to uh, interpret any offense stuff is to just make fart noises after because he is the worst yeah i have um, here written uh quote I'm going to punch your face off? Question mark. Finn is the worst. (laughs) I'm so glad that you agree with us on that. Because I feel like there are people that like Finn. And I don't know who they are, though. Is the thing. It's just, I I don't like him at all. Anyway, so... I like Finn in certain contexts. Like, when he's nice to people. But that's so rare. Aw. Yeah. So, he... This leads to Finn confronting Quinn and Sam, who are in the choir room. um, About this rumor that Quinn is cheating on Finn with Sam. Um, and then Santana at the same time is also confronting Brittany about the fact that everyone thinks she's a lesbian because Brittany called, said the thing about her playing for the other team on yeah. her web show. Bas- basically outed Santana, right? Like that yes. happened. Even if that wasn't Brittany's intention, that is what happened. That calls to question, like, if you are if you think you know something, but you only know it because of a wrong reason, do you really know it? You know, no. it's, that, it's that age-old philo- <laughs> philosophical debate of like, this is, what this is isn't epistemology class? You don't is, know anything that's not true. Is what is a justified <laughs> true outing hmm. versus a, you know, some sort of other? So they have a big it's... fight, uh, and Will <laughs> Will comes in and is like, "Stop fighting! We're we're here to sing or whatever." Uh, the the scene ends pretty shortly yeah. after that. Then we go to yeah. Will's apartment where April and Will are having salad for dinner. Well, uh, well fruit not salad. salad. Fruit salad. Grapes. Well, yeah. Wine. They're having wine for dinner. Because uh, um, that's, April's, that's April's thing now. <laughs> she just keeps drinking. Yeah, she said she drinks her dinner. And I'm like, oh, so she's on that Soylent diet. No, it's just wine. No. A, a wine glass with a straw in it, which is pretty great. Yeah, it's the best way to really get the full character of the wine mm-hmm. is to suck it through a small <laughs> plastic tube. <laughs> April uh, compares New Directions to Fleetwood Mac, like the drama that they're having uh, in the club. Uh, Will is, like, talking about some bullshit during this. I wasn't really paying attention to him. I was just sort of noticing how April keeps leaning further and further across the table, closer and closer to Will's face, until, like, and I mean, Will doesn't notice, until she gives up, leans back, and pours more wine into her glass, which is pretty great. It's definitely... Well, yeah, I I noticed the... um... So Will is talking about how best that she like how to make her show. Essentially, he's essentially mansplaining to her how to make a Broadway show. Um, she calls him a great teacher, and it's like a come on. <laughs> and then yeah, I saw he, that, and I was like, oh, so she was his student. So clearly, there's some sort of time travel at work. <laughs> well, that, 
she is not the time traveler on this show. There are there is a time traveler. Well, how do we know there's not a coalition of time traveling? <laughs> Glee there might be actually anyway no um, this is just the show this is just the show congratulating will for doing nothing basically mm, yeah the ryan murphy but, uh, analog yeah <laughs> yep and well will is so this prompts will to talk about how stressful his life is with all the glee club kids breeding like rabbits and squabbling like children um yeah. and that's when rachel or not rachel april is trying to like make her moves on him like you were saying um yeah but then she gives up because he is a pathetic sad sack and she realizes <laughs> that she could do better um but she does give us the mac connection she says they got a bad case of the mac which yep what is, is a gross. fleetwood mac um well does anyone really know it's a is really it a good boat? pasta actually <laughs> yeah yeah uh will is just really self-congratulatory right after so April compares them to the band, and then Will's yep. like, you know what? I've been wanting to do a lesson about a specific album. I have rumors on LP or whatever, because he doesn't listen to CDs. Yeah, and that's just how normal people talk. Yeah, I've got that on LP. That is, is that how he said it on the show, or yeah. did I just say it No, 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 he said, he said, I've got, yeah, I've got rumors on LP, I think, or something. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> well, so the best Will part puts is... it on, oh, and then he's, yeah. like, he's like, this is just such a great idea. Thanks, April. And it's like, she didn't come up with it. You did. You're just congratulating yourself. Well, idiot. The, my favorite part about it is that Will does say, I think I have rumors on LP somewhere, to which April responds, everybody does. Um, <laughs> and I made, a, I made a note that said, like, yeah, if they're white. This episode is yeah. super duper white. Like, this oh, is so... Sure. Like, Isn't I mean, that the whole show? I mean, they put the yeah, POC but... women, they put the POC people in the very top of the episode in Fondue for Two to say that they did it and then it's done. Well, I mean, Santana yeah. was a part of this Santana episode. Santana does for a bit. talk, you are right. Yes. Unlike um, Puck, who I noticed yeah. only had one line in this episode. <laughs> well, he plays guitar <laughs> a couple times. Yeah. Well, he does it in the douchey way, too. I'm really excited to get there. But, um, yeah, it's just. My, April makes a fun joke about drugs because. April, like yeah. we said, is just in a bad place, probably. Well, she's, um, she's an addict, but she seems t- t- happy. Functional. She is yeah. a functional addict. Um, but this does transition, as you were saying, because Will's congratulating himself on the idea that they're going to do Ugh. a single album for a lesson because he doesn't know how to plan lessons, and this is a really easy thing that he can do with very yeah. minimal effort. So, very, What's he um, actually teaching them? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> See, that's the... That's that's exactly the point of why on earth is Will congratulated all the time as a good teacher. He doesn't actually teach. He them doesn't anything. do anything. Um, but so it transitions into Will and April singing "Dreams." Yes. Um, which, yeah, I, I, one of the fun things about this, Kristen Chenoweth is amazing. Of course, she's a very of good course. singer. Um, I realized as I watched it that Sam and Lauren have never met her. So it's fun to oh, see that. Oh, you're right. <laughs> like, it's fun to see their reactions to her because it, they they didn't have the really uh, negative stuff where she taught them how to shoplift and such. Um, yeah. But yeah. Well, I mean, Tina and Mercedes seem to enjoy that lesson, really. That's true. And, like, Kurt did come to school, like, super hungover at one point, but I think he likes April. Yeah. I think, I think they ended up on a good terms, but... Um, 
it was just fun to no- notice that uh, a couple of the characters are so new, you know? April... Yeah. Will, after they yeah. sing... The, another fun part is that April is wearing, like, a white jumpsuit. Uh, a lot of the characters, when they sing the Fleetwood Mac numbers, are wearing, like... Overalls and jumpsuits, or like yeah. jumpsuits, you know, Fleetwood Mac kind of clothes, sort of seventies vibes, which is fun. Yeah. I actually really like the costuming in this episode. They sing, yeah. it's fine, and Will intros the lesson for the week that they're only going to be singing songs from rumors. Uh, most of the flashes of the Glee Club that we get in this moment are just people glaring at each other, which is most of the episode, really, because yep. there's so much rumors. I don't know. Kurt around. was doing a cute little shoulder dance that I liked. That that's his move. That's his one move. Is that shoulder shimmy? Yeah, I it's said been, I dance exactly like Kurt because it's, it's, I it's do. Been mentioned in canon. Oh yeah. Um, because Blaine, who is not even in this episode, right? He's the one uh, from the other school, right? Yeah. Uh, it's like, yeah, I mean, the only dance you do when you're trying to be sexy is that shoulder shimmy. And uh... Is there another way to be shimmy? <laughs> no. I mean, sexy? No, Kurt doesn't know it. There's a reason those well... both start with S. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, but so they're all going to sing rumors. Um, people seem oh, well, kind of excited about it, I think. Eh, yeah, uh, well, ex- I mean, they do, except it's, I, I wrote, it was painfully obvious that everyone's dancing to silence on set. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so let's, uh, then we yeah. get right into the to the meat of it. We have a lot of arguments this episode, uh, which we've already seen a big one with all of the New Directions fighting all at once. Next is Barty. Brittany and Artie are at the lockers, and they're discussing Santana. Uh, Artie like basically confronts Brittany and is like, "Are you cheating on me? Santana's manipulating you." All this kind of stuff. And Brittany, at first, is like, I'm not cheating on you because she's a girl, so I couldn't even cheat on you when we're fooling around. It doesn't count. Yeah, besides, it's just our tongues talking really close to each other. (laughs) Very alien, (laughs) um, obviously. And, uh, I I don't know. Uh, listen. The stuff that Artie says, where he he negs himself... Basically yeah. being like, why would you be with me? I wear saddle shoes and I have legs that don't work. And then talks about how Santana's manipulating Brittany, how uh, it makes him feel uncomfortable that somebody else could be fulfilling Brittany's needs. Yep. I guess. Yeah, it's, it mostly it boils down to, and I'm not surprised by this at this point, because Artie is like such a disgusting version of how nerdy men are. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a jealous asshole. He's just More a like jealous farty, asshole. Am I right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, eh. He accuses Santana of like doing this intentionally to hurt him, which is yeah, which is very self-centered. Yeah, very um, much so. Even though we know that uh, Britanna have been together and making out before. Yeah, before exactly. Before Brittany and Arnie were together, anyway. Like it's not whatever. It's stupid. Maybe he's not totally off base because Santana is sort of vindictive. Oh, she is for sure. Um, as a person, but yeah. also chill I, out, man. God. Yeah, I think I think the main gist of what I took away from this is that it's not it's not surprising to me, but it's just kind of sad that Artie feels like he has to be the sole provider of everything yeah. for the woman totally. he's with. And like that just is gross and patriarchal bull 
poopy. Um, yeah, it's garbage. He, I, it's, I don't. It's just oh, yeah. it's just monogamous bullshit. Yeah, totally. That's true like, too. Yeah. We find out later in the episode that this is a breakup scene. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, well, it's because it's because uh, there was a line. Artie says, "God, Brittany, why are you so stupid?" And I yeah. do have to admit, the first time I watched it with Chris, we both audibly gasped. Yeah, after that it's line, definitely because... like a it's a big moment because yeah. Brittany gets really visibly upset. Like she starts. Uh... I don't know if she actually cries. I don't know if Heather Morris has it in her to cry on command, but she definitely looks sad. And does her yes. alien skin, does her alien human form even have the capability of releasing tears? No. It, she's mean, like, you know the, the cockroach man from Men in Black 1? Yeah, see, okay, see, that's what I was thinking. This, water. <laughs> yes. Maybe, maybe Lord Tubbington is living inside Brittany. That's very possible. Oh, and well, like, I think it's more of like a psychic bond, or okay. maybe yeah. maybe it's a alien race of cats. Mm. Okay, yeah. So Lord Tubbington is the natural, right? In in his natural state, Brittany is a cat, just in a human state. She, no, or she's like a larval form. Oh, okay. Of this oh. alien race, and okay. she's still learning. I like. She that. has to figure yeah. out all of the secrets of human life before she can. Shed pupate. her pupate, yeah. Yeah. Gross. So, yeah, Barty's broken up. Hooray. The next scene is uh, Artie. Well, Artie uh, transitions right from this breakup scene to singing in the hallway. Puck is behind yep. him with a guitar. How many guitars is too many guitars? It, it, this. They don't have enough, many. I think. There's a whole well, so- host of guitars during this song. Like... At least ten. At least ten, right? Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, they're singing "Never Going Back Again," um, which is a good song. I think it's, so too. Yeah, it's all guitar. I'm not. I'm not convinced that Finn can actually play the guitar because no, we don't really okay. see him play I was, it. I was watching that. He doesn't move his hand, like the hand on the um, neck. The neck the, of the neck. He doesn't yeah. move that at all. Maybe it's tuned open so that it, he can just strum mm. the whole time. <laughs> Like you do with a little kid when yeah. you're teaching them guitar. Sure. Right, uh... yeah. Um, but the other note that I had is that the way that Puck walks, like the way they all walk kind of, yeah. I just, I remember, I have a very vivid memory. Sort of, of like the, I... the strut. Yes. The, the like, asshole guitarist douchey strut. Because I <laughs> yeah. have a very vivid memory of when I moved to college in my dorm yeah. On, on the same floor as me, there were two roommates. One of them was, like, the stereotypical doucher who would play the guitar to try to pick Wonder up Wall. chicks. Yeah, pretty much. And they they did this thing, like, the very first week we moved in where he, like, paraded around playing guitar. And his roommate followed him around, like, beating a recycling Oh, uh, I was hoping you were going to say like something a drum. about a tambourine. No. <laughs> but it was just, Dang. like... He had the same exact stance and sure. like gait as Puck does walking down the hallway playing guitar. And it's very just... masculine, you know. It's it's yeah. very butch. Is that is that just how you have to play guitar when you're moving? I I guess this, like douchey strut. I think you can you can kind of go for the more flowy singer songwriter look too. Sure, know? like like Taylor Swift. Sure, yeah, like Taylor um, Swift. <laughs> They, we we do get a little snippet. We see a, a shot of Santana comforting Brittany um, as this parade yeah. goes by, um, and then like yeah, I wrote down like twelve guitars happens. Um, 
which is... There, there are too many guitars. They don't even sound <laughs> yes. very good because there's so many guitars. The it, next yeah. scene is in a parking lot of a motel. Finchel, Finn and Rachel, are staking out uh, this this hotel. What do you have to say about it, Andrew? What do I have to say about that? Um, let's see. Well, um, while you're looking, oh, I was going to say the the intro to this scene is a fun photography montage where we get like random pictures and like does like the like picture taking. How artistic! Film. I yeah. know, right? <laughs> like a Carmen San Diego game. I love exactly. Ah, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. yeah. My first note in this scene is uh, quote that thing called karma, and then I said explained one hundred percent incorrectly. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> So Rachel says it's physics, which I, like, died. (laughs) Well, Rachel and Finn are discussing their lives, where they're at right now. I don't know why they chose to stake out together, because... It's not... Ryan Murphy doesn't deem it important enough to explain to us. No, (laughs) he does not. Uh, So Rachel is talking about Quinn and how she's upset that she and Finn aren't together... Even more. Even though she keeps going back and forth to being like, I'm over Finn. To being like, I need to be with Finn. Whatever. Yeah. Fucking stupid. So they discuss Quinn and then they discuss karma. Uh, Rachel is sort of more... She's like a new age mystic. Oh, In a way, we get little snippets of that. We know she's a vegan because... Uh, when because yeah, they threw eggs at her and yeah, it was really when, when, horrible. Because Jesse egged her in the in the parking lot, which was a special slight because she's vegan. And uh, I mean, her her, I don't know. Maybe it's implied that she's uh, kind of into this sort of like new agey sort of spiritual stuff because her dads are gay. But I don't know if that's. That's, Maybe I'm reading I don't, too far that tracks. Yeah, that tracks for you? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, her exp- explanation of karma is complete bullshit, though. She does compare it to physics, how there's, like, equal opposite reactions and things. It's like the yes. universe will make bad things happen to you because of the bad things you've done. Like, I mean, but that's not physics, though. It's, and it's, like, it's also kind of just not how karma works? No. Nope. At least that's not yeah, my that's... understanding of it. No, yeah, it's it's definitely the terrible new agey version of karma that implies yeah. that there's something in this lifetime that will happen to you when you do bad things um, yeah, right. there this should be a different du- name for it but whatever this duo is staking out because according to the muckraker quinn is cheating on finn with sam right. so i guess they followed them here mm-hmm. uh or and followed sam here they specifically. followed sam here yeah. uh and they spot kurt and sam coming out of a hotel room Finn's yes. first reaction is like, wow, I can't believe Kurt would do that to Blaine. Um, yeah, why, why do they reaction. immediately assume that they're sleeping together? Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I wrote. I wrote, conclusions, meet being jumped to. <laughs> it's such a fucking trope of, like, uh, characters seeing someone coming out of a motel, and it's like, of course they're not actually sleeping together, because this isn't, like, a 40s, like, film noir movie. <laughs> Uh, it's obviously going to be the opposite, where the two characters are not sleeping together, but all the characters think that they're sleeping together because, ugh. Yeah, yeah. We I get, mean, it seems but, yeah, it seems just more much more likely they're doing drugs together. Um, yeah, totally. <laughs> but yeah, we get a or little just shot hanging of out. Jake, I don't oh. know. It just I, yeah. I don't really get any sort of. I guess it's implied that there that something's going on, but I don't know. 
It doesn't. Yeah. But well, Jacob, Jacob and Israel is yeah. in the bushes taking photos. We see that before the scene ends. Which, which also leads to nothing. He like, might as well have been named Abraham fucking Manischewitz. <laughs> yeah, we, we talked about that a little bit last episode, I think, where, like, yeah. how just awful of a, like, anti-Semitic Jewish stereotype he is, but... Yeah. Ugh, it's terrible. Um, it's fucked up. So, yeah, so let's move on to the next scene. There's a round table at the Lima Bean. It's the entire Glee Club, except for Sam and Kurt, um, and they're discussing this revelation, uh, which... Tina kind of prompts this all off by talking about how they don't know anything about Sam, and she suggests that maybe he's a serial killer, which I'm... <laughs> the, the jury is still out on that one. Um, I don't be. know if Sam's a serial killer, but there is definitely at least one serial killer on this show, and I am well, determined I'm, to figure out who it is. I know. Um, well, we all know that, that Sam's child, like his male child, is a serial killer. You know, the son of Sam. Oh, son of... Yeah, <laughs> yep. I gotta keep my eye out. Um, but yeah, so... Rachel, who is Ryan Murphy's mouthpiece, uh, proves that they know the fandom names. They like to do this from time to time. Uh, oh, yeah, Andrew, they love it. You. Yeah, Even though they, they, they say they... the wrong ones a lot. <laughs> they they like to prove, they like to trot out the fact that they know that the fandom gives couple names um, to the character pairings and well, that they know also, what they are. It's similar to what they did at the beginning of this season where they're criticizing the people who like their show at the same time as like talking about it Mm. which is i hate that like it's like listen ryan murphy i get that you hate young people but you don't need to actively do it on your show all the time yeah it's it's very (sighs) Stephen moffat of them um but anyway uh quinn like vivaciously asserts that sam is not gay and then leaves the table to end this conversation yeah i see i'm i'm looking at andrew's notes here he's bi I feel like that's a very realistic thing to right? assume yeah. from this, right? That it's like, oh no, no, Sam's not gay. He's having sex with both me and Kurt. Which that would have been a real <laughs> twist. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the the other thing too is that we know that Quinn has dated Sam in the past. Yes. So like like it just a lot of this is just yeah, Finn seems, this whole, Finn seems this whole very confused time. by this. He's like, how did she know he's not gay? And then someone was like, they dated. And he's like, but how does she know? <laughs> um, uh. But let, let's move to the next scene because it's much better. It's the sad little panda scene. Santana is comforting Brittany. Um, and she Brittany does call herself a sad little panda. Um, yeah. And in order to cheer her up, Santana sings Songbird. She doesn't um, even know what species she is. Because <laughs> she's an alien. She's well, like, we're those big brown, black and white ones that eat bamboo, right? <laughs> this is the second time Santana has used a Fleetwood Mac song to express her gay feelings. Well, Aww. specifically specifically Stevie Nicks. I don't think Landslide yes. is... I, maybe it, it is a... I think it is a Fleetwood Mac song. It's just not on this album. Yeah, um, landslide yeah, is both. the only Fleetwood Mac song I knew of previous to this episode. Well, look wow. at that. Lee taught you something. Yeah. Isn't that nice? It sure did. I'm gonna try um, and wash it out of my brain, though. <laughs> there, uh, there yeah, is, so she yeah. she sings "Songbird" to Britney to express her. This is verbatim private feelings. Yes, about- and then 
and then she's like well what about the ginger piano dude and she was like oh he's just furniture and i had the question does the furniture is he paid hourly is he like on salary or something that's a good question uh they have a full band most of the time yeah some of them seem like they might be portrayed as students they all look to be about 30 Mm -hmm. the Uh, furniture looks like 50 yeah the piano man (laughs) is definitely older his character's name is brad hmm uh, but he's just around, is, basically yeah. all the fucking. Does time. he ever have a line? Uh, he does, I think, late in a, like a later season. That's a sell, total sellout. I hate when they do that when a character is like quiet Completely for the entire history then, of the show, yeah. and then they start talking. It's like it's seeing like, Wilson's full face. You know, like you don't need to see it. Commit to it. Commit to the bit. Yeah, um, but anyway, so yeah, I, I like that. Um, the song is good, right? Like it's yeah. it's competently sung. Oh. It's very good. I really like... First of all, I just like this song anyway. Like, it's a really good song. And usually when Santana is singing love songs to Britney, they're just very good. um, Yes. Because they're usually pretty simple, which is nice. And they also Um, seem heartfelt, which is nice. Yes. Um, So, Britney, after Santana... I have a question. I have a question. Yeah. Ask it. Yeah. So, so Shu, he, he assigns them the... They have to have their own take on the song. Like... what three out of the five or four out of the five of the songs we see this week are being sung either like individually Mm -hmm. or to one other person so she was just like you can sing it whenever i'll just take your word for it you can sing (laughs) it by yourself walking through the halls or you can sing it to your gay girlfriend well that's okay so i don't know if they're i don't think they get grades for glee club yeah i don't i don't think so either when it's a lot like lesson is such a stretch oh my god yeah. it's so dumb and they're i don't they really shouldn't be doing this because nationals is in like four or five weeks in canon so they should probably be getting ready for nationals mm-hmm. or finding a way to pay for it mm. uh, but they they are not yeah well so. maggie they made they made enough money last week or two weeks ago when she the... did the bad math the bad math and <laughs> figured course. it out um, well, because Sandy Ryerson is paying their way yes. to nationals, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. With At the his end drug of money. Songbird, yeah. Brittany invites uh, Santana to come on Fondue for Two. Because she's like, why couldn't you sing that to me in front of the whole Glee Club? And Santana's just like, well, the last person who came out at this school got a death threat. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't say much. that verbatim, yeah. but that is the vibe. Uh, yes. And... Brittany invites her on fondue for two, tells her that she wants to take Santana to prom, that she'll ask on the show, and all Santana has to do is say yes. Yes, and Santana agrees to this. Um, so then next, we we go back to the hallway, because that's where a lot of the action takes place. Um, Rachel sees Sam in the hallway. He passes her, um, and she recognizes that he's wearing one of Kurt's jackets. Um, yep. We're going to find out it's one of... It, it, it's a jacket it's that Kurt wore jacket. a year ago. Um, it's made of recycled hemp. It's sort his of weird jacket. that Rachel remembered the exact time that Kurt yeah. wore the coat. Kind of weird. Right. Uh, she confronts um, yeah. Kurt in the hallway, like comes up to his locker and just kind of starts reaming into him. Yep. Talking about uh, how how could you do this to Blaine? Uh all this stuff about how Finn used to leave his coat at her house and she would wear it to school as like a emblem Trophy. of how yeah. of like what a real girl she is and definitely not a robot. You know. <laughs> yeah, um so Kurt's uh, I just had a couple notes here about this scene in general. Um 
the acapella that they have when she sees Sam in the hallway uh, has a Fleetwood Mac style to it, which is really actually pretty good. Um, yeah, I thought it was good yeah. too. Like the general ambiance of the episode is, I feel true to like the vibe, the the yeah. the album and like what they're going for. Yeah, surprisingly so, competent. Yeah, uh, Kurt's locker. Um, he redid it all up as it was that movie with the bombs left. and the explosions in iraq and stuff <laughs> no that's that's hurt locker oh my bad yeah <laughs> but it's just funny because he has the picture of blaine and like the courage bullshit oh, his courage shrine <laughs> i love it um i liked anyway, it i mean i yeah. i love that little pink dog <laughs> but yeah, so what, um, you, if, Andrew's just staring at me. I don't what 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 is this joke you're trying to make? Courage, courage. the cowardly dog. Oh, stupid, dumb. But um, stupid anyway, dog. So, so Rachel kind of upfront is just like, are you are you sleeping with Sam essentially? And Kurt, Kurt deflects the question. Yeah, at all. He, like, doesn't he doesn't even, even answer it. He doesn't even really <laughs> relate to the question at all. He just sort of. Uh, says like a fun Wikipedia fact about Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> yes, about how they were all sleeping together, and the but they didn't talk about that. They only talked about the music. Yeah, uh, and that's why I'm not talking to you <laughs> now. And then, and then he just walks away. Locker slam. Yep. I would. I wish um, Rachel had yelled after him like, "You didn't even answer my question." She does mention that he's just trying to deflect, but yes, yeah. But um, I I just it was fun because like. Obviously, we're going to have to get into it later in the episode, but, like, people need to fucking lay off and just, like, mind their own fucking bullshit. Well, this is partly... So, Rachel's motivation here is to point out that Quinn is unfaithful to Finn so that Finn will be convinced to take Rachel to prom. Right? Like, that is her her intention. So, she thinks she can get there by pointing out that Sam is having sex with both of these people, but she does right. she also likes Blaine. Like she likes Blaine as a person, so she doesn't want him to be hurt by Kurt. As a brother even. Um Yeah, because yeah, they are so... basically siblings. They look so <laughs> But yeah, similar. so uh, along those lines, let's move to the second stakeout um because you know what's better than one stakeout? Is two of them. Two, two um, of them and it looks like they're they're basically in the same costumes. I'm pretty sure they yeah. both did these at the same time. Yes. No, that's, um, not how, so, that's not how TV okay. and movies work, Maggie. They, they film, film it chronologically. <laughs> Everyone knows this. Well, that's how you get the best performances. Yeah, exactly. They um, see yeah. uh, Quinn and... There's not too much talking in this one. Thank God. No, yeah. They, Finn they is obsessing Quinn over and, Quinn. Yeah. Yeah, they see Quinn and Sam come out of the same hotel room that Kurt and Sam came out of. This is where we get the chain in the background. Yes. Yep. And they're both astonished by... That Sam and Quinn hug, and yes, that's the, that's the whole thing. Yeah, the only other note I had is there's a moment where Finn is talking about how um, it's hard to date Quinn because of quote the mood swings, and I was like, yeah. she was pregnant, you piece of shit. Like, yeah, wow. one of the times you were dating her, she was legitimately pregnant. Like, you can't say that. Um, that is very true. He also talks about how Quinn's protective of her feelings. Yeah, which I guess. Maybe because they don't talk about uh, their feelings or anything, but that's, I mean, we know that that's because Quinn is using Finn as a tool to win prom queen. Like, it's not that she really cares about Finn, it's that he will get her the jock vote, I guess. 
Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, that's the gist of the scene. We move to an interview that Brittany is doing. She's interviewing Shu good... for the this Muckraker. This is a good scene. I actually really like this one. Uh, that's, yeah. Um, Brittany yes, is she, a part yeah. of the Muckraker because she's been told that her questions on Fondue for Two are too gossipy. So, she wants to become a hard-hitting journalist. She first asks Will about uh, his underwear boxers or briefs. And uh, he says boxers, and then she's like, okay, well, uh, something or la- it's, it's lacy panties or something else. Panty stockings? I, I don't know. Yeah. Something. Yeah. And uh, that's when Will is like, well, these questions are a little gossipy. I already told you. Boxers. And uh, I find it funny that he immediately thinks that she's asking him if he yeah. wears lacy panties <laughs> and not whether think, he prefers lacy yeah, panties on other people. Yeah, I think it's just a preference. People. Uh, it's yeah, a, it's um, a fun little comedy scene with these questions, though. I it's like very it. reminiscent of the whole "Does your mom know you're gay?" conversation that <laughs> everyone had in fourth grade. Because <laughs> uh, Brittany is like, "Well, you refuse to answer the question, so I'll just write down that you are belligerent." <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, she also asks him um, how many students he's had affairs with. Um, <laughs> that one's pretty which... good, which is reminiscent of the episode where. Uh, Rachel falls in love with Will, and... Yes. Yeah, the answer is at least three, right? <laughs> at least a few. I mean, I hope not. Like, Will is well, so there's gross. Su- anyway. there's Susie Pepper, and there's <laughs> Rachel Berry. And there's Rachel Berry. Um, and then some other food April. person. <laughs> yeah, so, um, Brittany then reveals that Sue is behind this, of course. Um, yeah, because and- Will's like, where'd you get these questions from? And Brittany says, well... Coach Sylvester told me not to disclose where I got these questions. After telling after she, me the after she questions. Wrote them. <laughs> <laughs> but um this this scene also does an important thing. It establishes the rumor that Shu is going to leave McKinley to go do April Rhodes' show on Broadway. Which, like, um, thank, thank God. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The next uh bit is a muckraker meeting. It's Sue leading this meeting full of reporters. Azimio Jacob and Israel, Brittany, uh, Becky, and then there's another person there. Whatever, uh, it doesn't is, matter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We get a toothpaste analogy where she has Jacob good. and Israel squeeze out toothpaste from the tube. Uh, and then she's like, we'll get it back in the tube. And he can't, obviously. Why does he have toothpaste? That's a good question. Sue well, she gives it, it to as him, a prop. I think. Oh, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think she gives it to him. Uh, and um, Azimio yeah. does a funny uh, bully gag where he pushes all the toothpaste into uh, Jacob's face. And, and Sue, then... Sue praises that. Did you know the she joke did, that? She does. She's like, nice job. <laughs> um, but yeah, so essentially, oh, like, Sue, Sue's establishing that um, the lesson is making, period, stuff, period, up. Period. Yeah, fake news, um, man. She's going to use fake news to get Will to leave McKinley. Earlier she yes. said, uh, is it true? Or if I heard it, so probably, yeah. <laughs> That's their motto or something like that. Yes. Uh, um, as the Muckraker meeting ends, Will arrives. He's here to confront Sue about the rumors that she's been spreading and the questions she, asked for, she gave to Brittany. Uh, and Sue's just like, I don't know what you're talking about, uh, but maybe you should leave McKinley. I hear that there's uh, good opportunities on Broadway. Something stupid like that. The yeah. next she scene also, is... Well, yeah. I was going to say, she, next... also says, yeah. uh, she also tells him, if you leave, you'll be rid of me. 
um, which yeah. is probably the most Honestly, persuasive this argument. Honestly, is, this is a pretty good argument for Will to leave. I don't yes. think he's ever really done a very good job as a teacher, so maybe he should just sort of jump on this train while it's in the station. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Quinn yes. is arguing in the hallway in the next scene. Uh, Quinn yes. is, like, storming up to Finn, and Finn's like, why are you angry? I'm, I'm the one who should be angry. And they fight. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, partly, Finn's angry because Quinn is supposedly having an affair with Sam. Why is Quinn angry? Quinn is oh. angry because she, yes. she thinks Finn is having an affair with Rachel. Because, in because the they were spotted on their stakeout. Yeah. Jacob we, we must find have seen out, them. Yeah. That's why we yeah. got the Jacob bit. Yep. Um, but yeah, so... Yeah, so Quinn insists that she's not cheating and that Finn has to trust her. Um, Finn insists the same thing about Rachel, um, which leads into them singing, I Don't Want to Know, which is bland and boring. What? Um, I actually kind of like it. I feel this is the best performances we've seen out of both Quinn and Finn in a long time. Okay, well, I mean, Finn's shitty face does work well here to express his discomfort at singing with Quinn. Um, they're, but like, ang- it's, just, they're angry singing my, at each other. Yeah, well, my problem with it is that their faces were doing all the acting, and their voices still sounded exactly like they were just singing it straight. <laughs> it's true. And I, and I wrote, you know, you can act with your voice and your face at the same time. Well, but they recorded the song pre- previously. Yeah. You know, You've got to edit the face in to match the tone I feel of like the episode. The, I yeah. feel like it's not a, uh, out of the question that Ryan Murphy hadn't didn't have the script done when they were recording the music. That makes a lot of sense, yeah. No, well, I, I would just... I bet the auto-tune scrubs out all the emotion anyway. It does. They just plug in yeah. Fleetwood Mac and then, like, a sample of Finn and Quinn's voice and then it just converts the song <laughs> into their voices. Technology's amazing. Yeah, it really is. Even in 2011. Well, Ryan Murphy's a time traveler, so... Mm-hmm. So he, yeah, ma- he so, ma- are you saying he made the episode? He's got those deep learning algorithms mm. of the future at his disposal to make, you know, mediocre television. During this song, we get shots of a lot of the new directions and they're just all uncomfortable. Like yes. there's no, they're, but they also don't really have expressions on their faces. It's, it's blank, but also uncomfortable at the same time do they just film a bunch of stock footage of the new directions they get a bunch of b-roll yeah at the beginning of the season like all right just put on a bunch of different outfits we'll make it work in the it'll all come together in the edit room that that is giving them way too much credit um (laughs) but yeah so the the main thing for me is that i i know that it's supposed to be portraying that they're angry at each other while they're singing. It just feels overacted as part of it. Like, I mean, it feels I like they're know. trying I, too hard. I liked hard. it because it was so hammed. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was so ham-fisted, though. It's like, oh, that, yeah, I get it. That's partly why angry, I like it, but... because, like, these generic mayonnaise people almost always look the same. <laughs> so them having expressions and, like, being something that they're usually not, is it was interesting to me. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's fine. Um, at the end of it, what's fun is Quinn has like one of those little percussion shakers. Uh, oh, yeah, and so she just sort of shakes it vigorously yeah. at the very end of the song. Um, I don't know where she picked that up. Uh, I don't it's, either. It's a great little moment. And then uh, Rachel and Quinn fight once the song yes. ends. Rachel says some bullshit about the Quinn and Sam stuff. Rachel really butts her her nose into everything this episode. Yes. Uh, yeah. Maybe she should have gotten that nose job. <laughs> I was I was I was gonna make that joke, but I didn't think it was very classy. It's, so I'm glad it's off you color did. And I, did, um, I don't mean it. Rachel is beautiful. 
We talked about it last episode. I don't want to get into it again. But uh, yeah, so yeah, Quinn declares that Finn isn't allowed to duet with Rachel anymore. Um, well, which... she she says something that's kind of whack, where she's like, "I want I want to be good and I want to win at nationals, but my relationship is more important." Yes. Well, because I mean, that sounds to me like something a sensible person would say. So yeah, it doesn't really fit with the tone (laughs) of the show. Yeah, totally. Well, like everyone. Also, it's mostly because Shu kind of steps in at this point to be like, "Well, you can't determine who sings with who, Quinn." And then Quinn is like, "Fuck you," (laughs) Um, which you know, props for that. She puts out an ultimatum to Shu and basically the whole Glee Club that she doesn't want Rachel and Finn to duet ever again. Right. Including at nationals, which I think is fine. Like, when they were at sectionals this year, Will made, like, a point to not have Rachel and Finn sing together, right? Yes, he did. That was this this season. That was. And they still won, so... Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, they tied, Maggie. stupid, man. They tied, so... At sectionals? Yes, they tied with the Warblers. Oh, yeah, you're right, because they, they went against the Warblers then, too. Oh, yeah. stupid. But, uh, yeah, I wrote down, I think it's actually pretty smart on her end, because Rachel's main technique for trying to pick up people is singing at them. It's true. That is sort of Rachel's so. main, like, seduction technique. Yeah, is using her talent, which, you know, that's a way that people do it. It's fine. Um, and, yeah, we yeah. know Quinn thinks that, like, Rachel's talent will be the folly of her relationship with Finn. We know yes. that that is Quinn's interpretation. Yeah. she said it verbatim before, even though it doesn't really make sense. Right. So... Um, let's move on to the next scene. Uh, Quinn storms off, of course. That's how people usually do. Um, we move She doesn't to... throw any chairs, though, so... Yeah, well, that's she's nice. not Finn. Um, so... she, has, she hasn't gained that from their relationship. We move to the April Rhodes Auditorium. Uh, Emma is secretly watching a rehearsal where Shu and April are singing the overture, I'm guessing, to April Rhodes' show. There um, is a name for it. It's on the Wikipedia page. Hold ugh, up. I didn't okay. write it down. I didn't either. Uh, it is implied that Will wrote this song. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it is, for yeah, sure. Yeah, she was like, Will, you, you, that song is fantastic. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. It, and I was like, at least he knows how to pander. <laughs> the, the only line I wrote down from that song is, it's a good bet I've slept with you. Um, mm-hmm. here, here we go. I've got the name. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm going to hit you with it. Nice to meet you. Have I slept with you? Okay. There it is. Um, yeah. Yeah. April is wearing like a long blue evening gown. Yes. And Will is wearing a tux for rehearsal. It's a dress rehearsal. <laughs> for yeah. one song. For a single song. <laughs> I think the number is frankly terrible. Like it's not very good. Glee lies to us uh, after it ends. Yeah, it's because... like if we just say that it's a good thing, yeah. then maybe the audience will actually also think it's a Glee good thing. Glee does that literally all the every fucking time. Fucking yeah. scene. Well, don't they, um, they also do that with bad things too, because it's like, oh, that song was so terrible. And it's like, it literally sounds exactly the same as every other overmixed, over fucking yes. piece of music yes. on this show. Yep. And, and you just had to move a piece of technology so I would stop from bumping Maggie's it with my horrible body. Wailing tentacles. <laughs> Um, I, when I saw Emma, I was like, is she about to be hit by a milk truck? Oh, she's, she is <laughs> the love interest from Paul Blart. Mm-hmm. Oh God. What a, what a career, huh? Anyway, um, we get a little 
a little bit where April is inviting Will to help with the show um, when it moves. Yeah, come to Broadway with her. It is sort of a strange assumption that all these characters are making that this show is just going to be a success. Yeah, I don't think you can just be on Broadway. Like You have to have some sort of quality. There's a lot of work that goes into doing that. Yeah. I'm paying for this. So, so the fun I guess part... April, but April says that she doesn't have any money, which is yeah. why she's rehearsing at McKinley. Oh, maybe Mr. she's Kinley. trying to get him to sell his auditorium and use the profits. <laughs> <laughs> like in like in Field of Dreams. Um, but yeah, exactly. so uh, my favorite part about this scene is that Emma doesn't have a line. She just is like... No, she just watches silently. <laughs> she's the silent watcher. Um, yeah, so let's move to the next scene because we, we can talk about the broadway show in just a little bit because it's very good but um it, it it's it also keeps showing up it, spoiler yeah. alert it's it's a thing yeah this is uh, one of the Emma plots is in the, the teacher's lounge for the next scene uh, no, uh Emma, maggie we, we we're skipping a fondue for two yeah Am there I? was another fondue segment because i wrote what's her weekly cheese budget and she's oh. producing fondue for two every have you ever like done fondue it's expensive as hell it is it's like a good 15 20 bucks worth of cheese probably oh okay you want to know why i I forgot to write down the fondue for two bit because realistically a good way to tell the story is to have the wema scene right after the rehearsal of the number nah oh i edited the the show how else are you gonna get in the joke about teaching her cat to smoke you put it after that no no, it doesn't work it doesn't flow (laughs) yeah so anyway the 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 main fun the main thing about this fun do for two scenes santana canceled um because she doesn't she wrote i can't in a text or something um but the the fun part is that lord tubbington is the guest and uh britney is mad at him because he started smoking again um, yeah, I love that. Also, no cheese in this one. Yeah. Heather Heather Morris makes some very interesting choices as she plays Brittany. Uh, mostly the choice is, like, half stoic. Yeah, I'm not going to move my face. Yeah. <laughs> um, which def- it conveys alien. Yeah. It, it really makes me think of, like, what was Heather Morris thinking when she plays Brittany? Mm. There's moments where we where we get like a flash in on Britney's face while they're singing where Britney is completely cross-eyed like she's like purposely <laughs> cross-eyed well because my... Heather Morris treats this show like a joke <laughs> um the only reason why Artie and uh Britney are together is because Heather Morris just wanted to hang out with yeah. the guy who plays Artie what she told Ryan Murphy supposedly <laughs> it was like earlier this season in the Wikipedia page, like there was a thing that said that uh, Heather Morris asked Ryan Murphy if it could be a thing, so that way she could just hang out with that actor. Oh my <laughs> god! Is, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, the I had a question about fondue for two. Um, yeah. There's some really good like zoom work and panning between. Yeah. Brittany who's and the cat. filming it? Who yeah, is? She's got some nice like uh, text effects too. Yeah. yeah. Like who? Who is I, doing I, all of this? I thought it would be Artie. Right, Cause right, but they broke Artie up. Maybe. Is Artie's an AV man? We already know that. Uh, yeah, he but... was able to make it snow in the auditorium over Christmas <laughs> for Rachel. Maybe, uh, maybe, which is not really audio or visual in my mind, but whatever. Maggie, maybe he's a true professional, and he continues to help Brittany with her <laughs> with her yeah. show, even though they are broken up. Um, uh, and he was he was gonna do it for the episode where Brittany asks Santana to prom, <laughs> just like Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> That's it. We broke the code. 
Yeah. Um, anyway, let's move to the Wemma scene. Uh, it's some sour grapes here because Emma is eating unpolished grapes to prove that she is better to Will. Yeah, um, this conversation was very confusing to me. Sure. What do you think is going on? Uh, she's recovering from obsessive compulsive disorder? Yeah, yeah. sort of. From, from yeah. his love, I guess. <laughs> He's fixing her. Yeah. Ugh. Well, she went to a, a for real therapist oh, okay. last episode. I which see. I mean, it took a season and a half to get there, but we got there. All right, all right. Yeah, and she's taking uh, her medication, which is the reason that she's doing better. Not because Will, like, magically saved her. It's because she's fucking <laughs> taking her medicine, which is... Well, at, that's, least that's, at, at least that's good. Yeah, that's a positive message, I think. Yes, no, it definitely is. I'm just so fucking angry that they made this scene a... <laughs> praising will scene when last week he literally tortured her with unwashed fruit like it was unacceptable and glee is just like oh look at how good he is at fixing people anyway did you um, notice how much fruit emma had in front of her she had a lot of fruit she had like an entire tub like a huge tupperware of strawberries a huge tupperware Mm -hmm. of grapes i mean she realized that she didn't like if she didn't have to put as much work into cleaning the food like wouldn't you if you had if the barrier to entry would was so high they have to clean every piece of fruit yeah. so hard like if i got just eat as much fruit as i wanted after that oh shit no no she's work. Also, this is just support that she's aware bush baby with <laughs> this true. amount of fruit that she eats wow do you see it mm-hmm. with those the big eyes, eyes. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so emma, emma encourages yeah. will to go to broadway with april she's like this is your dream you're good enough You've for it. Always wanted to be laughed off of Broadway after one show <laughs> of a vanity project that maybe no one's going is, to go to. Maybe this is like a producer's situation, Ooh, you know? Yeah, that they're gonna launder money. Yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> well, you I mean, know, she's, she's clearly has no money, mm-hmm. so she's trying to scam someone. Insurance? Maybe? Will I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, the the fav- my favorite part about this, Will pushes back. And one of the things he says is, quote, I can't see April's show lighting the town on fire, which yeah. begs the question, so this show isn't big enough for you? Like, this chance isn't, isn't good if, enough. Which is a strange <laughs> thing to say if he's the one writing it, like right? writing the music, which yeah. is what is implied. Well, he yeah. knows he's, you know, bad. <laughs> he knows he's, he has a real. He a knows realistic... his destiny is to be a high school fucking choir teacher. Mm-hmm. He talks about the kids' dreams, about his dreams. He cries, cries a, a bit. little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, normal Will stuff. And I'm like, they've accomplished all of this in one and a half seasons. Is he gonna like go to the fucking moon on six in the sixth season? <laughs> yeah, it is <laughs> through sort the of, power of singing. It is sort of amazing that they went from like b- they came in third at sectionals, regionals. No, no, they at they, regionals they, last yeah. year. They didn't even come in second. They came in third dead last and now they're going to nationals which wow it's impressive wait third is last yeah there's only three i see well it's because they can't show that much music in one episode yeah but I, yeah i'm curious still just have other uh, whatever yeah i'm curious to see how nationals plays out actually because i literally don't i don't remember how it works um if there are only three choirs at nationals i will throw no. a fit um no there's there's way more from what i remember okay but anyway yeah so it looks like Will is not going to go because he cries and stuff. Um, let's move on to the next scene. Rachel is going to perform 
go your own way. And she's going to We get put, a really yeah. long intro to this song. Where yes. like Rachel just talks a lot about the song before singing it. Like she's like, "I know this is a song. This song is normally sung by a man, but I'm going to sing it today and I'm going to sing it to Finn. Just you watch." <laughs> well, yeah, cuz so she she talks about how she's going to um break the traditional norm of a man singing the song which whatever but she ends up literally just singing it at finn as he plays the drums on the other side so this is weird because normally the drums are back in the corner yeah Um, the drums are like where the piano normally is yeah it so that's never explained and it doesn't like it's only so that way it's easier for them to make it clear that rachel is hitting on finn for this entire song she Um, gets up in his grill yeah which, yeah, so Quinn notices, obviously, because how could you not? Um, and the club backs her up with some vocals. It sounds, it's actually a pretty good song. It, I mean, obviously I the song pretty, is pretty yeah, good, but yeah. I thought it was a pretty good cover also. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Quinn does not appreciate Rachel's wandering eyes, especially right. after that fight that they had earlier, uh, yep. I guess. Finn's on the drums, like Sam said, and Puck is playing guitar. Puck, so we got a full band. Puck gets so into it during this song. Also, he does. Well, like, he, he likes the Fleetwood Mac stuff, I guess. I guess so. Um, but yeah, so it's a, like we we're saying, it's a good song. Um, but at the end of it, Quinn kind of points out that Rachel was literally just hitting on Finn in front of her the whole time. Um, yep. And then Rachel accuses Quinn of cheating on Finn with Sam. Yeah, everything just sort of comes out into the open. Yeah, uh, because Rachel's a complete blabbermouth, as we as as has been uh, established, uh, yeah, cemented before. And the best part best part of this scene was when uh, <laughs> William Schuster, the drum, the teacher, the uh, role model, the adult in the scene, was like, "All right, guys, that's enough of the rumor mill." And then someone says something, and he's like, "What? He saw you coming out of the to explain what happened?" <laughs> yeah, no, that's so. Yeah, that's so that's the thing is, everyone I mean, Will piles, is yeah. a terrible teacher. Yeah, everyone piles on on Quinn and Kurt and Sam in this scene because they're all very convinced that there's something going on there and they all are terrible people. Um, and then Shu, a quote, good teacher, forces Sam to reveal that his family lives in that motel room now. Um, yeah, and you can see the immediate shame yes. on basically everyone's faces, especially Rachel and Finn. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, Hey, psych, y'all. Uh, Sam's homeless. Uh, do you feel proud of yourselves now? <laughs> that is basically the, the vibe. The next scene is Sue, Terry, and April in Sue's office. They're having some afternoon margs. And that <laughs> blender is way too full. You're just going to get a mess everywhere if you fill your blender that full, folks. Well, Up to the fucking rim. Andrew, that's the only way to get placenta to the right consistency. Oh, why? Where did she get the placenta? That's never explained. I don't even care why she put it in there. I just want to know where she's getting placenta. Yeah, Sue's margarita recipe is placenta. Uh, there's some... There, what what else is in there? There's, protein uh, powder. Protein powder. And, and it's definitely red. So yeah. there's margarita mix, I guess. Some of that I see those kids yeah. are always throwing on each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's a slushy, um, Andrew. Icy is a brand. <laughs> Just they, like chapstick, they, they, um, yeah, lip chap. Ugh, <laughs> stupid. Anyway, um, yeah. So Sue. Why is, can they call it lip balm? Call it lip know. balm. I don't know. Um, stupid. Sue reveals lip that she's chapping. She, agent. she's 
so April is talking about how um, she she doesn't think Will is going to leave to do the show, even though it's his dream or whatever. And Sue is like, don't worry, I'm going to start a rumor tomorrow using the muckraker that he is going to do it, and then he will, because that's how rumors work. Um, yep. Yeah. I don't know. It's, April is like, wow, that seems a little shady to be doing that. And I... Uh... I once became an Avon lady to steal from old people. <laughs> okay, April. Thanks yep. for that little glimpse into your horrible life. Uh, Terry is just there. <laughs> Terry is right? there to remind us that there's protein powder and placenta in the uh, <laughs> in the march. Also, but I guess this was this was yeah. Terry's plan from the beginning. Yeah, she she's the one who she reached out to April. Contacted April. April? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, that's what gets established it's unnecess- here. It's, it's unnecessary yeah. to have Terry here, though, right? Like, there's well, no reason for her to be here. Sue could have called April. It's true. I think the reason is because a couple episodes back is when we set up the Legion of Doom. Um, yep, and yep. both the Pink Dagger and Sergeant Handsome had their plots kind of peter out during that episode. But Honey Badger, she was like, I'm, you know, you're my only hope at the end of that scene. And then we well, didn't get anything else. Um, because the per- the person who wrote the episode last week was Brad Falchuk, and Brad Falchuk was like, "Yeah, I'm not doing that, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> you can keep that honey badger bullshit to yourself." But yeah, so we needed to have a plot that involved Terry doing like a nefarious plan, and this was the best they could do, um, <laughs> which is really pretty sad. Um, yeah, there's not much else in this scene. Besides, you're talking, April doesn't really seem comfortable with the idea of forcing Will out of the school using a rumor, which is not how rumors work or employment. Okay. Well, Sue Sue says, we all know Shu shouldn't be teaching high school. And it's like, yeah, he really yeah. shouldn't be. <laughs> no, well, he really, yeah. really shouldn't be. So I, I present to the court, uh, is she chaotic good? Like, she's yeah. she's fighting no, the she, good fight just there's, in there's, an evil way. There's really good reasoning for that, uh, yeah. because she has supported uh, kids who've been bullied mm-hmm. in the past like Kurt in regards to the like when Karofsky threatened to kill Kurt yeah and then Sue was like well I'm principal right now so I'm gonna do all I can to make sure that Karofsky can't hurt you she's just trying to get this uh borderline you know uh what's the word I'm looking for abusive (laughs) uh choir teacher out of the school where he doesn't belong (laughs) so he can't hit on the students yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's a force for good to end this glee club because no. the kids inside of it are not happy. Well, one of them is going to die because of the glee club. Yes, right? Does Finn die? I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know if in canon he does die. I know. Uh, no, I think I think he I'm does. Sure, he does die. In die, canon. but I don't think it's because of glee club necessarily. Um, I I stopped watching the show before. He died I in canon, so we'll, I, I, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna shake out. But anyway, no, it, it's very true. Um, we actually have had a listener who has reached out to yes. us with a theory about why that actually makes a lot of sense, and it's because Sue, Sue is a time traveler. Sue's a from time the future. traveler. Everyone's She's, a fucking time traveler. Sue's a time traveler who has been drawn to McKinley itself because of like temporal anomalies. Oh yeah, and there's like a black hole or something. Yeah, I see. And which well, is why Brittany's there too. Yeah, and no. also okay. Well, it's it's mostly because we, Blaine is in the vicinity, the, yeah, but we don't we don't a have char- to touch there's on There's a that, character so. that you don't get to see 
Darren Chris as Blaine, who is an actual evil demon. I see. Who is, he's enacting a curse on So you're Kurt. saying that this small Ohio town is the hellmouth. Basically, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but anyway, so uh, let's move to the next scene. Um, Rachel and Finn are trying to make up for their shittiness earlier by going to Sam's hotel room and forcing yeah. their way in. They um, just get up in Sam's biz for, yeah. like... Just to well, make themselves feel better, which does not yeah. feel good to me as a watcher of the no. show. It really stinks of uh, back when Finn brought Rachel to yep. his like quadriplegic friend to be like, Rachel, don't you feel bad for doing right. doing anything now? Yes. Like, <laughs> no, see, that's I I did write down. Did Glee earn this? Um, no, because essentially this scene, essentially this scene is Rachel and Finn marveling at poverty. Which is really bad. Like, it's just really Sam, awful. Sam, do you know what happens? Do you know what happens when the bank takes your house? No, The tell bank me. literally takes your house. Oh, God. That was the um, line well, that I, Sam says. And I, I, I just like, have to say, what does that mean? I feel like a, a much more exp- like uh, explanative... Explanatory? Explanatory line would have been, they changed the locks on our door. No, the bank literally takes your house. <laughs> they take well, it. They take it away from you. Crane <laughs> with a crane. See, that's the thing. I don't. I'm not convinced that Ryan Murphy has ever been evicted from a property, so I don't think he knows how oh, it actually works. Um, no, absolutely not. And uh, we see Sam's two little siblings. They're yep. blonde and young. We don't even get names. So. They don't even. They don't. They're not as trout faced. No, I guess we don't really see too much of them either. Yeah. The the best shot we get of them is at the end of the scene when Sam is, uh, I guess, overwhelmed with emotion. Yeah, uh, and he's like, "This is the first time I've ever cried." <laughs> and his his sister's like, "Don't cry, Sammy." And it's like, "You didn't earn this glee." So, well, no, okay. So here's the thing: what ends up happening? There's a little bit about how his dad's job fell through thanks to quote the economy, which is yeah. like code for Topical. Obama, which is shitty. Um, I don't know if it's code for Obama. <laughs> Around two, it's like. I mean, there was that whole financial crisis. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just I. I just, I'm very angry about a lot of things. I, I, I understand. But anyway. But don't take your anger out on, you don't need to take your anger out on Obama, Sam. I like Jeez. how, uh, I like how Finn offered to get him, like, real clothes. And he's like, yes. no, okay. Yeah, can't, can't have you looking like Kurt, you know. You look too gay. gay. Well, that was, I, yeah, I wrote down that, uh, Finn knows that Kurt's stuff is way too gay. So he gives, uh. He gives Sam his old clothes because they're much more masculine. Um, we yeah. get an explanation as to why uh, Kurt knew what was going on anyway, because Sam had a pizza delivery job and he delivered to Dalton. Right. So Which is let's confusing. talk about this. Does Dalton exist? Is Dalton a mind space? I mean, what's going on? Yeah. So. Kurt obviously believes that there is a Dalton, right? Because he attended yes. it and he thinks Definitely. that it's a real thing. So he I'm... wore the suit and everything. Yeah. So, I mean, probably. Will um, has been there too. That's true. I'm not. That could have been a fever dream, honestly. Um, I don't <laughs> know anymore. Um, I think, you know, I think Sam probably got knocked out at one night and he thought he was delivering a pizza to Dalton because. Uh, Blaine knew that this would be a good way to get Kurt would... broiled up in some nonsense where people yeah, thought that sure. he was Blaine... cheating on Blaine. This is yeah. this is all part of Blaine's nefarious plan. <laughs> I think so. Um, yeah, it's it's just 
again, Kurt comes out of this not looking great because people thought he was cheating on Blaine with Sam, who they didn't even know if he was gay or not. Like, it's just, ugh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Sam is basically telling Rachel and Finn that he might not even be able to continue Glee Club uh, because, like, he his parents can't find work and all this stuff. Yeah. And that's when Finchel presents him with the guitar that the Glee Club bought back for right. Sam because uh, he hawked it. And Rachel's like, you can't leave Sam. You need the music. Well, it's hey, like, hold up. Well, what? His name is Sam. And yes. your brother's name is Sam. I know. Have you guys noticed that before? <laughs> we, we have. Cool. I think it helps that I, I rarely refer to our Sam, you know, this Sam, as Sam. Now Maggie just pointed at the television screen <laughs> that we're looking at. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, my favorite part about this interaction is that Rachel says... It's a rough time right now, but you can't quit. And it's like, you are you literally have yeah. no idea what it's like to experience any level of poverty, Rachel. Your dads yes. are definitely rich. Like, that is don't even. Like, like, as Rachel walks into this hotel room, uh, Sam's like, yeah, I'm, we keep some stuff in the car, but this is what we can fit. And Rachel's like, this is all you own? Yeah. <laughs> she is Having gay dads is basically the same as being poor. I mean, like, I wouldn't put it past Glee to, like, literally put that on the line as yeah. an actual to, comparison. To, to equate but, those, le- those levels of privilege. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we've seen Rachel's house before, and she wears, like, weird, strange pioneer dresses and has paintings of her, so I don't, yeah, think, there's an, I don't think so. In Rachel's home, there is an enormous oil painting of her. <laughs> we, like, life-size. Um, but anyway, the, it's weird. Yeah, my, my only is she, other... Is it a, is it's it like, a Dorian Gray situation? Yeah. I asked that too. Hmm. <laughs> so that must my, mean that it is. <laughs> my only other thing about this scene is that um, won't Sam just hawk the guitar again? Guitar like, again? why didn't you well, just no, give him the money? Maybe he'll get to keep it this time. I don't know. <laughs> it it is a nice gesture, I think. Yeah. Like, if you're gonna leave your guilt through like a Gifts, monetary yeah. action, at least this is a nice one, right? That's true. No, I think so too. Um, but it's why just... did he have to get new clothes from everyone? His house didn't like burn down. <laughs> no, I it's guess not they like sold you can them? really sell clothes. And he was he was wearing his letter jacket at one point. If you're gonna sell anything, it's I feel like you could sell a letter jacket. Uh, yeah, especially because Kurt gave him that coat. Like he wore the one time. I don't know. It's stupid. Yeah, because well, it's, well, it's like you said, Sam. Ryan Murphy doesn't know; it, he doesn't have a good. That's how that's how being poor works. You're poor, and then you sell everything you own, despite <laughs> the fact that it's not worth anything, and no one's going to buy it. <laughs> and you wear not one yet. thing one time, uh-huh. because you're on TV, and you can't outfit repeat. It's it's just not cool. Yeah, people's they... eyes will get bored, Maggie. <laughs> the show just can't portray. It 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 doesn't portray po- like somebody having less money or poverty with respect. I no, no, it, that's and it's, it, it's it harkens capable. back to the same thing. We, we had like a big rant about this last episode, um, but Glee tries really hard to be really inclusive of every single viewpoint, which means that it is very bad at portraying any of them accurately or even like that's respectfully. Right. It usually just makes everything into a weird, gross stereotype or like caricature of what it actually is. And Which is this why is the show is garbage. Example. Yeah, this is just another the example of that. The next scene is Santana and Jacob and Israel walking down the hallway 
in uh, McKinley. And yep. Jacob is interviewing Santana about the rumors about having sex with Karofsky at a cemetery. And it, then there's a moment where with, like, IP addresses where he's like, I found out that you posted that rumor, Santana. Yeah. But that's that, not how IP addresses work, right? That is not how IP addresses You can't get... She was like, someone stole my computer. And it's like, well, then it would be a different IP address because the internet address, the internet... Uh, protocol, protocol, I think yeah. is what IP stands for. I address is different if you're not at the same... Uh. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it, it is stupid. If, but, if anything, it would be the MAC address uh, that would be the same on a, a computer, but, you know, but whatever. The, the main gist of the scene is that it's in front of Brittany and Santana says something about how Karofsky is her soulmate or whatever. Yeah, this part so. is weird. It's like she's sort of taunting Brittany with her beard. Which, yeah. like, Brittany didn't do anything to Santana this episode, right? Like, there's no reason why Santana would be mad at Brittany. Um, except for the outing, which yeah. she seemed to have forgiven her for when she sang Fleetwood, a Fleetwood Mac love song to her. Maybe she is, like, a, a normal human in that she knows that cats can't eat cheese. <laughs> and she's mad about this. <laughs> she's she's watched the episode, like, and she's like, how could you? You're, Lord Tubbington is gonna die. You are killing this cat. <laughs> And Brittany would be like, no, he's fine. He's fine, he only eats human food. And then Santana has to reevaluate her attraction to this person who is causing serious harm to a cat. At least from her perspective, you know. She doesn't realize that it's, you know, an elf uh, creature. Uh, We get the couple name of Santofsky. uh, Which is Karofsky and Santana's names. Yeah. Santofsky is still objectively disgusting. Okay, but that is, the next that is, scene. Yeah, I just it just reminds me of last time. Um, yeah, when, the, when like Brittany's first reaction to hearing that Santana is dating Dave is just like it's gross. Yeah, stop. <laughs> but uh, anyway, well, yeah, let's move to the last scene of the episode. Um, Glee is asking Shu about the rumor for Broadway um, because apparently it did get printed in the Muckraker. Uh, he denies it, which hashtag is... fake news, y'all. Yeah, I don't think they have a very robust fact-checking uh, procedure. <laughs> well, and yeah. uh, Will just tells them that he's not leaving. He wants them to focus on nationals, all this stuff. Yeah. Then Sam shows with his siblings. He's like, I thought I'd get them out of the hotel room. Because I guess they don't go to school. They don't go, yeah. <laughs> and then they... The, they're too poor for school, Maggie. <laughs> they can only afford to send one of their children to school. So to public the one who has, school? Yeah. They're, they're sending the one who has the most chance of, uh, you know. Sam. Yeah. Well, once he's done, once he's got his diploma in two years, they can send the next one to school. Yeah. That's yeah. how it works. Because uh, they need the two kids on the farm. Uh, yeah. Gotta, the motel gotta farm. All that moisture off of the mold in the motel room. <laughs> they sing Don't Stop uh, to close out the episode. Don't stop. I think the cover Watching is bad. It's not, I think the cover is bad. It's not great. It's mostly because Sam, Quinn, Finn, and Rachel are the leads for this number, and it's like, oh great, you 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 literally use the four white bland bread people. Like I just yeah mayonnaise folks. It's just super boring. And part of this is that also it's supposed to be like Finn and Rachel apologizing to Sam yeah, for what he did or what it's they did. To, like like a bunch of the songs they did. Andrew is just, he's gone completely, he's gone, he's down. His notebook okay. is on top of his face. He That's is exhausted. Okay. That's okay. He doesn't really uh, need to be here for this last bit. 
(laughs) (laughs) They... It's similar to what they did last season whenever Quinn was upset and they all just sort of sang at her until yes. she cried. Yeah. <laughs> it is similar to that. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, the kids are cute, I guess. Um, but, like... But they're just props. Like, they... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the girl got the one line about, don't cry, Sammy, and it's, that's it. <laughs> we don't know um, their names. Santana is wearing denim overalls, which is... And like oh, a very yes, like, with the, like the flowy white pirate shirt underneath. She looks yes. amazing. She looks very How did good. I missed that. I think my um, eyes might have shut down at this point. <laughs> Mike was is uh Mike dances really well in this scene too. Mm. The, yeah. the choreography is like all individual, like it's sort of like a big line dance. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Typical. Um but yeah, it, And then Will gets a little yeah. watery <laughs> at well, the whatever. end. Whatever. I don't even give a shit anymore. Like Will is stupid, and I hate him. And... Will is stupid, and I hate him also. <laughs> but anyway, uh, that's the end of the episode. Uh, we did let's, it. Let's that's move on. Up. Let's move on to some more important things, namely the podcast business. But it's a metaphor, and metaphors are important. Gold stars are important because gold stars are a metaphor for me being a star. I could watch the episode of Glee in question twice back to back. In the amount of time it takes to listen to you explain the episode of Glee, <laughs> but why would but you watch the episode? That? Yeah, why you I don't know. I watched. Let's talk about it. Well, I've done all three now. <laughs> so let's okay. So to kind of cap that, let's let's start with Andrew this week. Um, so the first thing we do he, with he, podcast, he knows business, what a gold star is. I did explain yeah. it to him. I okay. may have forgotten. <laughs> okay, well, it's fine. I'll explain. So we give a gold star to one of the people in the episode. Um, oh, this you is give right. it, yes, yes, yes. You give it based on whatever criteria you want. Whoever you think was the best, whoever you think did the Who? best job, you know, just whatever your heart feels. Give like that person a gold star. Like if you're going to have a chart of all the characters and you have a like a sheet of of gold star stickers, where are you going to put that? The sticker? easy answer is Lord Tubbington, <laughs> but it's yep, too that easy. Is, it, I mean, we have done it. So many times, not necessarily with Lord Tubbington, but with like random minor characters. I once, I once so. gave it to a cannon that mm. shot that it was like a human cannon. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, oh jeez, I don't know though. This is a tough one. Um, well, I mean, if you need if you need a second to think, I can go. Yeah, um, I can do I, mine. I I've got mine right off the dome. Let me Are ponder. you ready for it? Sure. Yeah. My gold star is Brittany. Yes. Brittany S. Pierce. Brittany Spears. Yes. Uh, Is that her name? Yes. (laughs) They talk about it in the Brittany Spears episode. uh, (laughs) Because they're... Like, Brittany has a realization that she's like, my name is Brittany Spears. And... That's fucking great, actually. (laughs) But yeah, Yeah, so... No, I I can see that. She, she, you know, fondue for two. Fondue for two is impeccable. The scene that she has with Will where she interviews him is good also. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think Brittany was really good in this episode. I'm gonna give my gold star okay. to April because okay. yeah. her performance reminded me of a better performance mm-hmm. uh by uh Amy Sedaris in Broad City. Oh okay. kind yes. of like strung out wacky lady with <laughs> who's always getting into schemes and hijinks. Yeah. A- I April wish Rhodes. April Rhodes had like yeah. a big a big neck collar exactly. like a, one of those accident collars yeah. on. Yeah. A- April Rhodes is very like reminiscent of Amy Sedaris in pretty much very everything sh- Amy Sedaris has been in. So yeah, I, yes. Th- to to cap this off, I also gave my gold star to quote legendary bratwurst gobbler April Rhodes. Oh yeah, um, I, I had that written down. <laughs> I was going to say that earlier. 
But um, yeah, I think I I, I love Kristen Chenoweth. And then she has I that love... on a certificate. Got it from like a, a fair or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I love I love it when she's on the show. She's always a delight. She sings really well. So um, totally. Let's move on to the next thing. Best number. Um, best so number. This is so just our options. Seven. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's, good. that's Andrew's our best options, number. Our options are Dreams. Yep. Uh, sung by April and Will. Never Going Back Again. Sung by Artie. Songbird mm-hmm. by Santana. Yep. Then there's I Don't Want to Know by Fwin. Yep. Go Your Own Way by Rachel. Yep. And Don't Stop by the cast at large. And I suppose there's also the song from Crossroads. Exactly. <laughs> if yes. you want to choose that one. Wait, what's the name of that one again, Maggie? It's like, uh, Have I Slept With You Yet or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. nice to meet you. <laughs> Have I Slept With You. Great. Okay. Um, so let's let's keep the same order here. Maggie, what, what do you think was the best number of this episode? I think the best number was Songbird. Okay. Uh, because it was the gayest of all of them. Yep. So... That's sort of where I'm at these days. Also, I mean, I feel like this... I really... I do like the performance of I Don't Want to Know, but you're right that it is ham-fisted and silly. Uh, yeah. And they don't... They don't sing with any sort of emotion. It still sounds the same. But that's because they have to keep the integrity of the iTunes single, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that's right. true. Yep. Can't, gotta just clip it straight out of the episode. Uh, why do they not sing the whole songs? That really bugs me. Uh, it's a show about musicals okay. where they sing for the most of the show. Is, would it really kill them to put in the whole song? I, I wish they did too, but then they wouldn't have time for all this dialogue. That's very true. <laughs> and and also, they could just like run the dialogue over the ends of the songs. Yeah. Well, uh, I also just want to point. Out, uh, I don't know if it was last week or two weeks ago. Um, when Kurt came back, he he did sing an entire Barbara Streisand song, like the whole oh, thing, God. and it was like it a is, five minute scene. And it, it took is sort forever. of horrible when they sing the whole thing, and it's just like you're watch, you're scrolling through Instagram, you're looking at your watch, like yeah. oh god, let's get let's get a move on here. Was, he, was it "Send in the Clowns"? No, no, uh, it was a, it was from uh, Sunset Boulevard. Oh, yeah. It's, it, it doesn't really matter. Andrew, what do you think was the best number from this episode? Oh, so, so hard. Um, I think I want to say, like, maybe go your own way, just because it was the most recognizable to me nice. right away. Yeah. yeah, I think also, I think Rachel's performance of it is really good. Like, besides I the agree. besides the choreography where she's, like, <laughs> literally just... climbing into Finn's mouth. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's but yeah, uh I I for best number I picked Songbird also because it is the gayest and really every time Santana sings to Britney it's just such a magical experience. Yeah, um, because it's it's been a lot more earned than yes. any other emotion on the show, really. Yeah. Yep, and uh so for the last last bit of podcast business that we wait, do. Wait, wait. I, oh. I do want to have an honorable mention of the Fondue for Two oh, theme, uh, song. Song. theme song. <laughs> it is Fondue pretty good. Um, yes. Okay. Um, noted. Last thing we do for the podcast business is we do a rating. So uh, we rate the episode out of five slushies. Um, we didn't really have any this episode, but one of the tropes of the... Well, there's especially, the margarita. That's true. Um, but no, but it didn't get thrown on anyone. That's really yeah. the slushy okay. yeah, slushing of all right. it all. But it's fine. Um, so the idea here is that it's kind of like golf. To get If you get a lower score, you're doing better. So we slushy it 
more because we dislike it more. Um, so we do it out of five slushies. And Maggie, if you want to take it away. I'm going to give this episode two slushies. Uh, I think it's a bit contrived to just do the one, out al- like the album or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it, it feels rather organic to sure. have the songs fit into this like sort of madhouse. Contrived of... and organic all at the same time. I Raves know. Maggie Carr. <laughs> well, it might sound contradictory to you, but I don't. I don't really care. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, no, I think uh, yeah. I think the like the Fleetwood Mac stuff sort of fits into like this bullshit like this teen drama yes heterosexual bullshit so you know yeah that's it works uh andrew mm. how about you how many how many All slushies right. would you throw at this episode uh i mean like you could double fist it just like me that's what i was saying i want to say two just because that's the most effort i'm willing to put in. i'm not gonna like throw <laughs> two slushies put them down throw two more slushies <laughs> but i mean there are sometimes episodes that are worth doing that too so yeah i mean it's a, it one, says something this one is fine five slushies for the show much. overall right of course um, <laughs> to the this I- particular the episode yeah, for this particular, well, the idea of the show, like, I think you could do a show about a high school glee club with, like, a jukebox musical feel to it with a diverse cast of characters. I think that could be a really cool show, but this sounds is a really like bad NBC's, show. Sounds like NBC's Rise. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll, I'll say three slushies. Okay, yeah. Um, I also gave it three slushies. I originally was going to go higher, but I did realize it is true that this episode is much less terrible um yeah i mean the last two episodes that we did both got at least four slushies from both of us so this one is honestly okay like it's not too bad yeah um yeah and uh in general like that's the thing is it's been weird for season two because season one definitely had a very like obvious trend of like the first couple episodes were actually pretty good and then it just kind of like spiraled out of control whereas season two started off really bad and then like kind of like got a little better and then kind of fell back in the pit a little bit in the middle but now it's it's like we had some really bad episodes the night of neglect was bad yeah this one was bad the rocky horror one was bad like there's been some pretty bad ones yeah and um actually talking about night of neglect um so uh we we get excited when people um we we encourage you to participate with us in our podcast business um i just did well, not you. Sorry. I mean, I mean the people oh. actually listening. Um, but uh, so, oh, so we want to hear. Me, yeah. yeah, we want to hear your gold stars, your best numbers, and your slushy ratings. And uh, talking about night of neglect, uh, Joe <laughs> tweeted at us for last week's episode. Uh, they gave a gold star to Holly Holiday um, for uh, leaving Will specifically. Um, nice. <laughs> they, a good reason. Their best number was "Ain't No Way." Uh, of course, because Mercedes is amazing. Um, that, yeah, I think that was ours as well. Yep. And then uh, the slushy rating that Joe gave it was five out of five. It was truly terrible. Um, Damn. Which we 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 didn't go that high. Um, I think mostly because we just have some of the earlier ones from season two burned into our minds as just terrible, terrible yeah. things. But there's some, there's I, some real gnarly ones. I respect. I respect that five out of five slushies. It is 
obviously well earned um, by Glee every time that it happens. So uh, if you yeah if you want us to shout out your uh, podcast business uh, on a show, just you know tweet at us, let us know, and you yeah, can tweet do at that. Us. Sam yeah. uh, SNM Hate Glee is where you can find us on Twitter and Facebook. You can check me out on Instagram at mcar.jpeg. That's P-E-G. Uh, yes. What about you, Andrew? Do you have any way to plug yourself? Do you want to plug yourself at all? I've got that box over there that was open when you came. <laughs> I, I Can we not talk about that box yeah, <laughs> on, right. on the air? All right, fine. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, do I? I mean, if you could just kind of like find me from them probably you know look around <laughs> i might be around somewhere i don't know yeah. i'm not I mean, really too listen you listen know, to find me if you want some, for sure like yeah oh yeah. yeah do that if there's ever another episode of that which <laughs> there we will do, be we do have a backlog of them too so oh yeah yeah. yeah no there'll be more there okay. will be more okay um yeah and um, uh the only other thing that i have uh is uh if you want to support us uh we have had a couple people support us on patreon um Woo-hoo. we forgot to call out uh sequoia simone who supported us last a uh, week or two ago um and so this is a little far in the future unfortunately but i just wanted to shout her out thank you so much for uh supporting us she has a podcast of her own fanatical fix and where to find them it's a harry potter fan fiction podcast which is and very it's, funny it's very good yes it's very good so if you're into that kind of thing definitely check that out um and uh i don't know if i actually said it it's patreon slash snm hakely you know pretty standard stuff you can also just search for us but um yeah i think that's just about everything that i, I have think that's the yeah. whole ding dang thing we're getting close to the end of the season here folks the next episode is prom <gasps> yes so who will be prom queen that is that, that is, is the big the question on everyone's mind yes. will they sing kesha next episode yes oh man i missed that <laughs> uh, it's yeah, very sorry good. no it's it's very good um i'm just so next week you can join us for that um but in the meantime i've been sam and i've been maggie and i've been paul f tompkins <laughs> and we hate glee yeah from the do. top we hate glee <laughs>